Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. Gentlemen, degenerates, and gamblers far and wide. Welcome in to episode number 42 of the Talking the Line podcast. Thank you so much for taking a few moments out of your day to come and kick it with the crew on this absolutely beautiful Friday of bets. Now, before we talk some lines for you today and give you the value that we found across today's slate, take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently listening to the TTL podcast on. If you enjoy the sound waves reverberating off your eardrums and you do have a few moments and you could be so kind, go ahead and leave us a rating. We certainly do appreciate those five stars and a quick comment as well. In addition, head on over to this episode's description where you can locate the Talk in the Line link tree. Within that link tree, you will find all of the TTL Crew's content so you can consume it however and whenever you please. Degenerates, gamblers, ladies and gentlemen, I am your humble host, Colton, Colt45 Sroka. And if it's your first time here on the TTL podcast, thank you for joining us. You're about to find out what we do. As always, it is my pleasure to bring in the co-host of the TTL podcast and my gambling partner day in and day out. There has not been a single day for the last year that we have not hammered in at least five bets apiece between me and this man. We have been cashing. We are ready to keep it rolling. This week has been absolutely beautiful, and we see nothing but money bags on the horizon. So joining me without further ado, the man, the myth, the degenerate gambling legend himself, Riley Armags Magnuson. Partner, how you doing over there today, pal? Partner, I am feeling great. It is Friday morning. The birds are chirping. The tickets are cashed. Things couldn't be too much better for us over here. Things could not be too much better uh, for us as a crew. For me personally, 15-1-1 on the TTL pod since Monday, my man. I don't know where this has came from. Finally back into my handicapping ways and seeing some lines. I am loving the cash rolling in my direction, my man. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I feel like I'm doing pretty well myself, but I look like a scrub compared to <laughs> your week right now, my man. Yeah, having a hell of a week. Um, you are sticking right up. Up there yesterday, I went four and one, cashed us four early tickets before one o'clock in yeah. the afternoon. We had a nice stack of cash in the sports book account. 
Mags went two and one, had some good plays, had uh, the rough loss. What was that rough loss you had? I missed my under. I had oh, under nine and yeah. it ended up six to four. Blew it up at the very end of the game. Uh, it was tied four to four. I was four. hoping That's for a right. push. Yeah, I was hoping for a yeah. push, but the Pirates put up a couple in the 10th inning. But yeah. anywho. What are you going to do such as life? Uh, TTL Showdown yesterday. You got me on this back. one. I, uh, I took the win on this one. Mags has been the king of the TTL Showdown since we brought him to the podcast. However, I finally got me one jab in there last night. They got me that one. uh, With my Wizards minus three and a half pick, they were in control that entire game. They were. And did what the Pacers did to the Hornets to the Pacers. Mm-hmm. So it was it was absolute insanity on the court there last night. Had the triple play Thursday parlay yesterday. Another special play casher. Uh, two legs did hit and one pushed. It Just missed. It would have been even nicer of a payout if you did 20 bucks on that three-legger um, with how it settled. It would have paid you out about $68. Mm-hmm. If it would have all three cash, we would have been up about 130 So hey. kind of a little bit of a kick there, but hey, we'll we, take will take, we will take the cash Either way, at plus money, regardless. Moneyline Dice, rough night. 0-2 for the Dice last night on the Leafs minus 1.5 and, and over the game total of 5.5. I don't want to jump the gun and say maybe the Dice are cold or maybe it's time to start fading them. We'll wait till we get to the Moneyline Dice segment to have some discussions about that. They're testing your patience. They're just testing the patience out here today. And, you know, I was thinking about bringing back the old Daily Draw today. I uh, looked at a few different matchups. I'm kind of still kicking it around as we're recording the pod. Maybe by the time I get off, I'll have a few other things that I've seen, and I'll be ready to hammer in a daily draw for Friday that we can just have even more money rolling into the pockets with uh, how hot I have been this week. So Yeah, you've got some time. No day games today. Yeah, no day games. So we got a little bit of time to do some extra research on that daily draw, daily first inning draw. If you haven't played that, make sure you follow me on Twitter and uh, see my daily post of that. Speaking of following, make sure you follow at Talking the Line, at Cash underscore with underscore Colt, and at RMAGS on the Action Network HQ app. There you will see all of our Talking the Line crew plays, podcast plays as soon as we post them, and then all of my personal plays and Mag's personal plays as we post them throughout the day up to the second. So make sure you are following us all on there and you are getting all of our best bets so you are running tickets to the window all day long at the same pace that we are doing it here at the TTL crew. Now, Without further ado, we've recapped yesterday. Everybody knows we're hot. It's time for everyone's favorite time of the TTL podcast, the crew's best bets of the day. It's time to cut all the nonsense, all the banter, and get right into today's action. Now, Set it at the top. If it's your first time visiting the TTL podcast, thank you so much. You're about to see how we put it down. If you're a longtime listener, thanks for stopping on by. As per usual, you know what's about to happen. As always, my partner showed up at the TTL studios this morning with a grin that you could see from a mile away. This man is ready to lay some knowledge on your heads and give you some serious value and some investments you need to make today on some sports betting. Partner, you have the floor. Appreciate it, my man. Today, I am taking three more MLB plays. First one, 6.20 p.m. Central Standard Time out of the Pirates versus Braves matchup. I am taking the Braves' first five minus a half. 
Now you've got Tyler Anderson, left-hander versus Ian Anderson. Little Anderson on Anderson crime here. Righty-lefty splits for these teams are fairly similar. Tyler Anderson, lefty. Ian Anderson, righty. Uh, but what I like is that matchup there. And I like Anderson in this one, partner. Oh, I like uh, <laughs> Anderson too. <laughs> uh, anyways, Tyler Anderson, not pitching bad, but not ace-level material. And Braves' best hitters have had some solid, solid, solid success against him in his career. Pirates have never seen Ian Anderson before. He is 3-1 with a 3-2 ERA this season. The Braves are 6-2 and two overall in his starts this season. Braves are also 6-0 and oh in his last six starts when the Braves are a home favorite. I really like, uh, yeah, nothing too crazy in this one. I just really like Ian Anderson to stay nice and hot. And uh, what I really like the most in this one is the, even though it's not a huge sample size, uh, Freddie Freeman, Herrera, these guys have, ha- have some, uh, you know, solid success against Tyler Anderson. And I think, uh, you know, they put a couple in the seats today here in these first five innings. So first play, Braves first five minus a half. I would agree with you there, partner. Uh, Ian Anderson only been in the MLB for one year, played in the minors last year, and has had a beautiful start to the 2021 campaign. I am all over you with the Braves. If you weren't going to take it, I was. So your first pick of the day, Braves first five run line. Keep it rocking and rolling. Second play, 7.40 p.m. Central Standard Time. This one, these teams are a little colder coming in, uh, but what I like here, I'm taking Diamondbacks money line versus the Rockies. Okay. You've got Seth Frankoff versus Jermaine, Jermon Marquez, both right-handers. Frankoff making second start of the year, pitched solid in his first start, allowing only two earned runs. Rockies last 10 games, they are struggling against right-handed pitching, 192 batting average, 260 OBP, and only 3.06 runs per nine. Diamondbacks last 10 versus righties, nothing crazy, but better than the Rockies, 229 batting average, 285 OBP, and 4.34 runs per nine. Mr. Marquez is having a rough little season here, 2-4 and four record, 5-5-6 five, five, ERA, and lastly here, the biggest kicker is that the Rockies are abysmal on the road this year. They are by far the worst team on the road, 2-17. And, 17. and uh, you know, next worst team has six wins. So it is rough, rough going here for the Rockies on the road. Absolutely. I would uh, have to agree with you on that point, but I do believe this one's played in Colorado, partner. Uh, as far as I know, uh, it shows that uh, it is at Colorado. So either way, I uh, still love your analysis there. Uh, I do love Look at uh, that. I do love where your head was going with them uh, being <laughs> in the away numbers, but it is a little bit rougher there um, with the Rockies being at home. I'm still backing you on this one, though, as well. Diamondbacks have been really solid coming off that late game victory last night against the Dodgers and uh, I think they keep it rocking and rolling here don't have to uh, worry about any time change or any crazy travel get to slide right on over the same time zone in Colorado let's get it done yeah so ignore the last thing I said (laughs) and listen to everything that I said prior to that don't know how I slipped up on that one Uh, but yeah the key there is that last 10 games Diamondbacks are, uh, you know a little bit better than the Rockies against right-handers yeah I'm with you on sorry on that one no problem anyways last uh, third and last pick for me here A's first five money line versus the Angels, and I can confirm that the A's are the road team in this one. 100%. James Caprielian is a right-hander. He is making his second start of the season. He is going to be facing Jose Quintana, left-hander. Caprielian, like I said, this will be his second start, solid start in his first outing, five-inning pitch, 
one earned run versus a red hot Red Sox offense. Uh, so you like to see that. Angels have been a good righty hitting team this season, but and I'm going to bring some more ten last ten numbers today. Last ten versus right handers, they are ice cold. One ninety eight batting average, two forty OBP. A's are a solid lefty hitting team, and in their last 10, that holds even more true. They are hitting 279 batting average with a 347 OBP in their last 10. So they are red hot against lefties. And like I said, who are they facing? A lefty in Jose Quintana, who has been all over the map this year, 0 3 with an 8.53 ERA, and has only completed five innings pitched once this season. So I love these A's to stick it around Jose Quintana for the first few innings here, maybe even chase him out in the third or fourth inning. And uh, I, like I said, Capriellian, uh, excuse me, Capriellian, although he's only made one start, it was against a really solid Red Sox offense. So I think he goes at least five and keeps it to one or two runs. So third and final play, A's first five money line. Absolutely love it. I'm right there with you on the A's. They were also going to be one of my plays if you did not take them. So I will gladly lay the unit on the A's first five money line with you as well. I just think the way Q has been pitching for the Angels this year, way too many question marks. You can't put any money behind his arm and with any confidence whatsoever. So I'm with you on the A's 100%. In case they missed it, partner, they didn't get any of the analysis. They forgot to write down what your picks were lay it on them one more time first play braves first five minus a half diamondbacks money line on the road to get the win on the road and uh a's first five money line so there you have them our mags three best bets of the day coming out of today's mlb slate hammer them home lock them in sprinkle a little dough down Whatever you like to say, just get them in at whatever the current best line you're seeing them at on your favorite sports book. Now let's slide on over to my best bets of the day, being the second half of the TTL crew. Myself personally, I got four plays coming at you. I have three one-unit plays and one half-unit play. Uh, going back to the well on that half-unit play for a little bit of prefacing there for you. However, starting things off with my card today, I am going to the matchup between the Memphis Grizzlies and the Golden State Warriors. I am taking the Golden State Warriors minus four and a half. This is the last game of the play-in. It's all the marbles in the bag for the last spot in the NBA playoffs and the eighth spot in the West. It is showtime. It's time to buckle down. And if you don't know, it is Steph Curry season. Golden State is 37 and 25 ATS overall. They had some early season struggles ATS, but promptly got that fixed about three quarters of the way through the season. Have been covering machines ever since. They're 25 and 11 straight up and 23 and 13 ATS at home and 13 and 6 ATS as a home favorite. Golden State is 26 and 17 ATS on one day's rest and 22 and 16 ATS on equal rest. They are also 7 and 0 ATS in their last seven games overall. Now, the Grizzlies, very good team. If you listen to the TTL pod, you know there are babies. They are cover monsters as well. 42 and 30 ATS overall, 20 and 16 straight up, and 20 and 14 ATS on the road, 13 and 8 ATS as a road dog, 
30 and 19 ATS on one day's rest. Memphis 26 and 17 ATS with equal rest. However, in their last seven games, they are two and five ATS versus the closing line and three and eight ATS in the last 11 games that they have played the Warriors in Golden State. Keys to this game, I said it at the top, this is Steph Curry's season. Mm-hmm. I don't care what this number was going to be at, I was going to take it. Yeah, I'm with you on This it. is Curry on his home court. You saw the interaction between him and LeBron at the end of that game. Basically one of those uh, last dance moments between Larry Bird and Michael Jordan. Uh, you bitch, I'm going to see you soon. Yeah. I'm going to see you soon. And I believe that is the mentality that Steph's bringing into this game. He's not going to let his team lose by anything, and he is going to make sure they win by a large, substantial amount of numbers. I think that uh, the Golden State defense also looms large in this matchup Mm -hmm. uh, tonight. They're actually third in field goal percent allowed and eighth in three-point field goal percent allowed. I did not know their defense was that solid. Yeah, they're playing well. They've been clipping right along. And not to mention, Golden State is 2-1 and one straight up and ATS against the Grizzlies this season. Three games played, two in Memphis. The Warriors took one of those games in Memphis, and then they took the other one in Golden State. So I like yeah, to not take long ago. another one in Golden State here, go perfect at home straight up and ATS against the Grizzlies. And one final thought. Favorites in the NBA play-in so far this season, partner? 5-0 and straight up, 3-1-1 one and one ATS. Give me all of the Warriors minus 4.5 in this spot tonight. Love that, man. Steph Curry, what I, what I, I get the feeling that Steph Curry, the same feeling, maybe even not the last couple of years, but the last decade or so, Drew Brees in a primetime game, mm. Steph Curry in a primetime game at home, Drew mm. Brees in a primetime game at home. It, it really feels like the same thing. It's yeah. like, man, I feel like I could put all my chips down. He is going to yeah. show out on his home floor in the spotlight. Yeah, it, it was a rather convincing win in the last one, 113-101, and they were three-point favorites. Uh-huh. Line kicked up a point, obviously, because of that happened, mm-hmm. and it's the playoffs. It's the playoffs with Steph. Back him with everything that you have. Mm-hmm. First pick of the day, Warriors minus four and a half. My second pick of the day, headed on over to the matchup between the Chicago White Sox and the New York Yankees. Going back to the well once again and taking the Chicago White Sox first five money line. Now we got Carlos Rodon on Rodon, however you like to say it, on the mound for the White Sox versus Jordan Montgomery on the bump for the Yankees. Rodon has been a stud for the Sox, and I am not afraid to admit it as a Cubs fan. He does have that no-hitter against Cleveland back on April the 14th, and he's only had one little minor slip-up against Kansas City on May the 15th. Overall, this season, Giolito, 5-1 record, 1.47 ERA, 49Ks, 12 walks, allowing a 156 batting average, 245 OBP, and 479 OPS. Anytime you see a pitcher with a sub-500 OPS, back the hell out of him. He's allowed six earned runs in 36 in a two-thirds inning pitched in six starts. Giolito is a monster. Keep Giolito. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I stayed down. Rodon, Rodon, Rodon. Giolito was uh, a couple days ago. I've just been betting the shit out of the Sox. I, <laughs> I apologize. However, 
Montgomery has found himself struggling all season long for the Yankees and especially as we get into May. So I will be nowhere near backing his arm and especially a lefty against the Yanks. In May, Montgomery has 15 innings pitched, 16 hits, 17 Ks, three walks, one homer, and nine earned runs. Small ball has been hurting his game and his pitching performances, and we all know that's the name of the game for the White Sox right now. They are playing great, great baseball and finding any way they can to get runs across the plate. White Sox, we all know, destroying lefties. Mm -hmm. Can't stop, won't stop. This season versus lefties so far, First in the MLB, 297 batting average. First in the MLB, 367 on base percentage. First in the MLB, 862 OPS on base plus slugging, if you didn't know. 57 runs against lefties. That's 10th in the MLB. Now, versus lefties on the road, first once again, 310 batting average. First once again in OBP, 387. A 916 OPS. First in the MLB, and they have scored 40 runs versus lefties on the road. That is good for third in the MLB. Now, overall in first five innings this year, the White Sox, 28, 6, and 8 straight up in the first five innings. Yankees, 19, 16, and 8. Home versus away, Yankees on the uh, Yankees at home, 9, 6, and 5 straight up in the first five innings. White Sox on the road. 14, 2, and 4 straight up in the first five innings. And let me really hammer it on you. Last 10. Sox, 6, 2, and 2 straight up in the first five innings in their last 10. 3, 1, and 1 in the last five. Yankees, 4, 4, and 2 in the last Mm. 10. 1, 1, and 2 in the last five in the first five innings of their games. If you have a mind... Put your money on the White Sox against a lefty and do not play into the big names of the Yankees. This is all of the Sox game to take. We have another play coming for you later Mm -hmm. on the Sox. But for my pick here, I am taking the White Sox first five money line. My boys are hot. Hot, hot, hot. Third play of the day. I'm going into our mags well here. He's been riding these boys all week long, and he decided to stay away because he's a little bit more tentative about pitchers getting their first official MLB start Mm -hmm. with me. I absolutely love it. So my third pick of the day, I'm taking the Houston Astros first five money line. Now you have Tyler Ivey on the mound for the Astros and Kyle Gibson on the mound for the Rangers. Tyler Ivey is that new starter for the Astros. He is getting his first official MLB start. He has been playing in the minors since 2017. Got some pretty solid career stats here, partner. In 38 starts, he's pitched 208 and two-thirds innings. He's got an 8-9 record, 3.19 ERA, has 256 Ks with only 68 walks, is allowing a 210 batting average and a 274 OBP. Okay. So he's been really solid. A lot of guys are saying, oh, well, did you see his outings here in 2021? Oh, he's been. They weren't good. I will tell you that. But I think, I believe, and what I've seen from starters getting their first official MLB start this year, even if they've had some rough go of it in the minors, for some reason, they just turn on the gas. You want to look at McClanahan for the Rays. You want to look at the A's. Had a um, blanket on his name, but they had one. It's been a year with a lot of injuries and a lot of call-ups from the minors. And these pitchers who've been getting the call-ups have been doing their job when they need to. Now, everybody's high on Gibson for the Rangers today on the mound. He's been solid for them all year, but honestly, I'm not buying it. And he struggled with his command entering May. Now, 
the Astros are not the team that you're going to try and find your stuff again and really want to be struggling with your command against. Let me tell you that. In three starts in May, Gibson has pitched 21 innings, allowed 11 hits, had 17 Ks, six walks, three home runs, and six earned runs. Now, he did also face in one of those starts the same Houston Astros team, actually just back on the 16th, so not even that long ago. Houston did get to Gibson in that matchup, and I don't see any reason why they won't do the exact same thing here tonight. They won that game 6-2 to two and put up two runs in the first five innings on Gibson. I think they're going to shoot for even more than that, and their mindset today is we got to get him out as fast as we can because Houston's bullpen has started to struggle, or I'm sorry, um, the Rangers bullpen mm-hmm. has started to struggle here pretty mightily as we uh, get into the later half of May. Now, first five inning runs per game. Houston still third in the MLB, averaging 3.05 and 2.79 runs per first five on the road. Texas 19th in the MLB, averaging 233 and 2.59 at home. First five inning runs per game. Houston is fifth in the MLB, only allowing 2.07 and even better on the road at an average of 1.79. And Texas, 23rd in the MLB in 2.82 first five inning runs allowed per game. And at home, a little bit less, but still not very good. 2.68 first five inning runs per game average. In their last five games, Houston is 5-0 straight up in the first five innings. You want to say hot? You better believe it. Texas, 1-2-2 straight up in the last five games for them in the first five innings. Houston's offense is way too hot to fade at all right now, to not be putting your money on, and the Rangers have gone cold, cold. I don't care what you want to say about Gibson. I don't care what you want to say about this pitching matchup. The Rangers have won one game out of their last 10 Mm -hmm. and haven't won a first, have won one first five out of their last 10. So I don't want to hear it. I don't care about the matchup. I love Ivy getting this start. And not to mention, Houston's offense is raking. They are second in the MLB in runs per nine at 5.46, first in batting average at 273 against righties and lefties, and first in OPS at 775. Give me every bit of the Houston first five money line here today. I love it. There you have it. That's my third pick. And I said I had four. Well, I got a fourth coming at you. This one's a half unit play because it is a little bit riskier, but I have to go back to the well. I cannot let these boys sit on the sports book at plus money and look myself in the mirror and say, Colt, we're not putting money on them. We can't do it. I'm not doing it today. I'm going back to the well. If you've been listening to the pod, you know where I'm headed. But without further ado, my fourth and final pick of the day, I am taking the Giants full game money line. Now, I know they get to go home, but they do have to face Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer has been electric this season. He has picked up right where he left off. However, Alex Wood on the mound for the Giants, and he ain't been no thing to shake a stick at. 5-0 record, 1.75 ERA, holds a .92 whip and is going about six innings per game. He has been a monster in and of himself for this Giants team as well. And I think we see a pretty solid pitcher matchup here tonight. Might not even see a bunch of runs on the board. However, even though the Giants face in Bauer, like I said, tough pitcher matchup. The Giants are now not only the best team in the NL, 
They're the best team in baseball now. 28 and 16 straight up overall. The Giants have caught fire as we get to the end of May here. They're coming off a convincing four game sweep of the Red Hot Reds as well, and a 19 to 4 victory over those same Reds last or yesterday afternoon. I was going to say last night, but it was in the afternoon with one of their studs, Molly, on the mound. They are getting the job done regardless of who they face and what position you put them in. They have scored. 37 runs in their last five games, partner, compared to the Dodgers' 25. The Giants are 14-4 and straight up at home. That is first in the MLB. They are 13-7 and straight up as a dog. That is second in the MLB. They are 3-1 and straight up as a home dog. That is third in the MLB. San Francisco Giants are 23-12 and straight up on no rest. Once again, good for first in the MLB. The Giants are 5-0 and in the last five games playing game one of the series. They start series hot. The Dodgers are 0-5 in Bauer's last five road starts and his last five road starts as a favorite. The boys are hot. We're going back to the well. I'm dropping down the bucket, and I'm pulling that bitch up till I don't see no cash anymore. I think the Giants get it done here in the late innings last night. The Dodgers coming off that brutal loss to the D-backs. I think the Giants get this done absolutely positively. Give me all of the Giants' full game money line to keep things hot. I can't blame you. I can't blame you. (laughs) So I don't think anybody could with how these boys have been playing lately. So for my four plays of the day, my three one-unit plays, I am taking the Golden State Warriors minus four and a half, the Chicago White Sox first five money line, the Houston Astros first five money line, and the San Francisco Giants full game money line for a half unit. Hammer those bad boys home, lock them in, sprinkle a little dough on down, whatever you like to say. Just get them in at whatever the current best line you are finding them at on your favorite sports book. There you have it. Our mags best bets of the day, Colts best bets of the day. You got some serious value. You got seven bets there to hammer in. But you know, we don't just like to leave you with straight plays here at the Talk in the Line podcast. We always like to give you a little bit of extra juice. We got to have a little bit of fun here on the day-to-day pods. So, with that being said, time for the second segment of the Talk in the Line podcast, and that is the special play of the day. Didn't mention it at the top, but we're bringing it back for this Friday, and that is the Chicago Baseball Parlay. We absolutely love when the Cubbies and Sox get to play on the same day because we get to hammer in bets on the both of them, especially on a Friday, so Mm -hmm. we can sweat our favorite teams out together on one parlay and get that bad boy to the window for some serious odds. Now, obviously, only two Chicago teams, two-legger. This week is paying out at almost 4-1 to odds on a two-leg parlay, my friend. So. Partner, I know you usually like taking them. I won't call you a homer because I don't believe it either way. The damn boys are just too hot. Why don't you tell these kind degenerates what the first leg of the Chicago baseball two for parlay is for this beautiful Friday of bets? All righty. First play, 6.05 p.m. Central Standard Time. My White Sox minus one and a half on yes, the sir. run line versus yes, these New York Yankees. Now, my partner, Hammer and Hone. Plenty of good points, and uh-huh. uh, he nailed uh, just about almost all of them. But I've got a couple little more nuggets for you here on top of it. Like he mentioned, lights out against the left-handed pitchers. Yankees, 
Not too bad this year against lefties themselves. However, last 10 games for the Yanks, different story. 199 batting average and a 2.27 runs per nine clip. Ugly, ugly, ugly. Now my White Sox this year, 291 average versus lefties, 372 OBP, 8.38 runs per nine. Yeehaw. That is is stout yeehaw and uh you know these last 10 games ain't a different story it's not like they were doing it early on this is day in and day out a left-handed against left-handed pitchers last 10 9.61 run runs per nine rodan on the mound my partner already mentioned it 147 era he He's ain't slowing down he's a dog and uh you know people like to pour money in on the yankees big name happy for us because it makes the line a little bit juicier for Love us it. so White Sox, minus one and a half. I got no qualms about it. Go for it, partner. First leg of the day. There you have it. And uh, one little other stat I like there. The Sox are 11 and 9 against the run line on the road. And the Yankees are 9 and 11 against the run line at home so far this season. So there's the first leg. Chicago White Sox, minus one and a half. Second leg. If you don't know, you do now. The Chicago Cubs money line. We are all over the Cubbies in this one. They are going to play the best team in the NL Central, the St. Louis Cardinals tonight. So it should be a seriously, seriously heated matchup and a back and forth affair all night long. However, I'm betting this one and we're betting this one based off a few key factors. The pitching matchup tonight, you got the professor Kyle Hendricks on the mound for the Cubs and Carlos Martinez on the mound for the Cardinals. Now, both of these pitchers have struggled mightily, but you give me the one with more upside in Kyle Hendricks, I'm going to back him all day long. Now, Carlos Martinez has been solid at portions of his career, but right now he is not solid at all. He's all over the map. And I think that it's just been a few weird, rough, bumpy games for Kyle Hendricks. Mm -hmm. His last outing against Detroit, he only allowed one earned run, went eight innings, had a beautiful showing. Now, granted, that is Detroit. But then if you just look back against the Dodgers, he went seven innings, allowed one run. He pitched very well there as well. So I think he bounces back to form much sooner rather than later, has a much, much higher ceiling than Carlos Rodon here, or not Carlos Rodon, Carlos Martinez. <laughs> and uh, Carlos Martinez uh, just got the socks on the brain here today. They've just been so, winning, winning me so much damn money. I just can't quit talking about him. Uh, but Carlos Martinez, I just don't think that he's going to come out, be ready for any type of uh, heat that these Cubs bats are going to bring on to him. Uh, in St. Louis this season, he is 2-1 and one so far. He's only pitched at home three times in his eight starts. So I uh, like for a nice loss to get tallied in the uh, column, even him up there at 500 for uh, his wins and losses at home. Love the Cubs bats to stay hot here, my friend. They have consistently stayed hot over the last 10 games, over the last stretch of a week and a half here, and I don't think they're going to slow down against the Cardinals. They know the implications behind this game and what they can do if they win this game. They could potentially have the NL Central outright by the end of the weekend. Yeah, I love it, man. I mean, looking back at Kyle Hendrick, if you can't, excuse me, Kyle Hendrick, if you it's just a mouthful. <laughs> if you just look at his uh, game log for the season, I mean, he's got a couple rough outings. They're both against the Braves, though, right? Uh, right. You know, and then maybe one little four earned run earlier on there, but uh, you know, maybe the. I think the Braves just have Kyle Hendricks' number. I think that's all it is. Is is really those Brave games? I mean, both were seven earned runs allowed, correct? 
correct. Yeah. yeah. So I, I and I wasn't even looking at that. That's just me knowing that off the top yeah. of the dome. So that's that's just kind of like, yeah, those are his outlier games. Everything yeah. else he's been rather solid. So no more on that. Second leg of the Chicago baseball parlay. We are taking the Chicago Cubs money line. One more time, Chicago baseball, two for parlay. The two Chicago teams, first leg, Chicago White Sox minus one and a half. Second leg, Chicago Cubs money line. Parlay those bad boys up. You're going to get right around plus 380 odds, plus 340, depending where the lines are moving, somewhere in there. So we're real close to four to one on only two legs. I suggest you lock it in as fast as you possibly can. And let's run that bad boy to the window right about 10 p.m. Central Standard Time tonight. The Chicago Twofer Baseball Parlay. And now it is time for the third and final betting segment of today's podcast, and that is the return of the Moneyline Dice. Jeez, Dice. What's going on, Dice? Set it here a little bit up at the top, but... uh, What the fuck? What's going on, Dice? What the fuck's going on here, man? We cold, we just testing our patience, you you, trying to see who's a rider or not? like, Like, look, hey, 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 one of my pet peeves... I don't like looking stupid, okay? <laughs> now, these dice got me out here looking stupid. I was all over them. I was all backing them. As our great friend Zach Schultz, all hail the magic dice. Mm-hmm. I still believe. But I'm not going to be caught with my pants down here one more day, I'll tell you that. No. Nope. So. We're getting close to some, uh, you know. I will be riding said huh? dice this evening. But if they get to playing with my emotions any much here. We might have to get to Fade Station real fast and hop on that train as quick as we can. It might have to happen. However, for today's Moneyline Dice Roll, we're sticking with the hockey theme and the Stanley Cup theme. We haven't had uh, many hockey plays between the two of us. I got kicked square in the nads last night with my Islanders mm-hmm. play. Lost it um, right at the very end of the game. Uh, it was a huge, huge game. So I'm going to stay away just with how back and forth these games have been right now. It's yeah. it's a cluster and a half. So the closest matchup today on the NHL slate is the Boston Bruins and the Washington Capitals. Now, on Odd Shark, the Boston Bruins are projected as three to score 3.1 goals, and the Washington Capitals are projected to score 2.9 goals. So we're uh, seeing a little bit of a 0.2 differentiation here, and uh, that seems a little too close for me to lay any of my money on that uh, for the time being. So... Washington Capitals are the away team coming in as the underdog at plus 145. And the Boston Bruins are the home team coming in as the favorite at minus 165. We are going to stay away from the game total today. Maybe that was causing a little bit of disruption in the frequency for the dice. We were giving them too many things they had to tell us. Now we're just going to go right to the team. Yeah. Right to the team and to the to the spread or to the money line. We're not going to mess around with none of that game total. Let the dice keep their minds clear and see what we need to take. So, they are here. They are in the present. They are in my hand. Pressure's on, dice. The dice are ready. I'm ready for the first roll, as you all know. Home team or away team? Are we taking the Washington Capitals or are we taking the Boston Bruins? Moneyline dice will let us know in three, two, 
That is the away team, Washington Capitals. The away team has been selected. Now for the second roll. Are we taking the Capitals' money line? Are we taking them plus one and a half? In a three, in a two, one. We are taking them ATS plus plus one and a half. half. So that current line right now on your FanDuel Sportsbook, if you want to hammer it in promptly as fast as you can, the Washington Capitals plus one and a a half is currently at minus 200. Hmm. So the dice have spoken. It's Washington Capitals plus one and a half for the selection today. We will hear none of your bullshit. We will hear none of the back talk because in the dice we trust. We might have to fade, but for now, we will ride. Still love you, dice. The money line dice. And if you want your own set of money line dice, roll right along with the crew or roll on your own. Head on over to this episode's description. You're going to see the money line dice uh, website there. Smash that bad boy. Select any of the merchandise you want on their website. They got some badass stuff over there, even outside of the Moneyline Dice. Get it all in your cart. Head over to checkout. Enter code TTL10. TTL10. At checkout, you're going to get 10% off your order at MoneylineDice.com. And then you're going to have your own set of Moneyline Dice to start cashing some tickets right along with the crew. So be sure you do that and make sure you hammer in the Washington Capitals plus one and a half and now you really have it ladies and gentlemen you have our mags best bets you have my best bets you got the chicago two for baseball parlay and the money line dice have spoken we got nothing left for you there is the best bets and analysis of the day if you are just one of the kind degenerates who stops by for our analysis for our picks and everything in between when it comes to sports gambling thank you so much for stopping by if you don't stick around for the second half of the ttl podcast we hope you have a spectacular day come on back now reminder we'll see you on monday live on youtube Around 8.30 or 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, we'll be sure to let you guys know exactly what we plan to do there this weekend. So if you're not sticking around for the second half of the pod, catch y'all live and in the flesh on Monday, live on YouTube at the Talking the Line YouTube channel. We'll also let you guys know when you can subscribe to that. Uh, We'll drop that on the Twitter, all that good stuff as well. We'll talk about that here in a little bit uh, in addition. So have a spectacular day, you guys. Partner. Let's drop this bad boy down into first gear. Kick it on back a little bit for some rants and reactions. Lots to do it. So, a little bit of a uh, little bit of nonsense going on. Uh, kick off the rants and reactions. I just wanted to do my uh, usual quick UFC fight night main card parlay and uh, tell you guys a few of the fights on that card. If you do have the ESPN Plus app, or if you do get the fight some other way, which I don't know how you would be able to do that. Uh, <laughs> a little sarcasm there. I uh, just want to tell you some of the plays you should watch, and then I'll uh, I'll give you some uh, my five fight main card parlay. Uh, so kick things off. Actually, the first fight of the night: Rafael Alves versus Demir Ismagulov. That is going to be a beautiful scrap. Anytime you see a Brazilian versus a Kazakhstani gentleman in the cage together, it is a tale of the tape for fireworks. I don't care who you put in there, what you got in there. The two fighting styles just generate electricity. 
You got uh, Bruno Silva versus Victor Rodriguez. That should be a solid fight to watch. Uh, Victor Rodriguez is actually coming in as a plus 270 dog, and I think he gives uh, Bruno Silva a little bit more run for his money than that. Court McGee making his return to the cage for a very long layoff, fighting Claudio Silva, who also hasn't been in the cage for quite some time. So that one should be a solid matchup as well. Big Ben Rothwell making his return to the octagon, fighting Chris Barnett. So that is definitely one you should see in the heavyweight division. I'm a big Ben Rothwell guy. Going to be some big bombs thrown in that one. Uh, Jack Hermanson versus Edmund Shabazian is actually going to be my favorite fight of the night. Uh, This is in the light heavyweight division, two of the most electric fighters. Uh, inside the top 10 right now at the 205 division. I suggest you get your TVs on and glue your eyes to the screen as soon as these boys are announced. Uh, Felicia Spencer fighting Norma Dumont. That should be a uh, solid matchup. Both these ladies just starting to get their UFC careers kicked off. So uh, fighting with a lot of intensity, fighting with a lot of pride. My boy, Justin Taffa, coming back to fight Jared Vandera. Uh, Justin Taffa is known for his legendary shoeys after he uh, knocks out his opponent. And uh, what is a shoey for those of you who are not familiar with the Australian culture? Well, once he knocks a bitch out, he jumps out of that cage, goes and grabs a shoe off of a fan in the crowd, fills it with beer, and slams that bitch back down the gullet. Little boot that's, and rally. That's the man that Justin Taffa is. So I suggest you watch that one as well. Uh, Jan Jaunan is fighting Carla Esparza for the co-main. That should be absolutely incredible. And then my boy, Cody Garbrandt, making his return against Rob Font. Rob Font has been absolutely solid. But man, oh man, I am all over Cody. I absolutely love him. And this should be a scrap and a half for the main event. For uh, Go ahead. You got a little something? I was going to ask. Is that So I saw that knockout. I know you, I think, retweeted it, quote tweeted mm-hmm. it. Was that mm-hmm. Garbrandt? That was Garbrandt, yeah. Oof. At the horn? Yeah, yeah at yeah, the yeah, horn. Yeah. So that Oof. And actually, uh, Sugar Sean fought on that same card and Sugar Sean was talking shit about him because ah, okay. they're like they're obviously both bantamweights in the mm-hmm. same division everything like that so he was like oh yeah whatever and Sugar Sean put out a video and it was like his fighting dummy in his backyard if you follow Sugar Sean on Instagram his Instagram is absolutely hilarious and he did like a reenactment of it and he was like flailing his arms around <laughs> I mean it was absolutely hilarious but uh, Sugar was on the same card and got a knockout himself as well okay. so and that was the one where uh, he uh, uh, it wasn't Gregor Gillespie. Um, I can't think who he knocked out. It was the spinning back kick into the straight right, and he just slept his ass. Okay. So that that was top notch. But my main card parlay. I'm actually going to... Um, oh, man. I kind of want to add the Jack Romance and Edmund Shabazian, but I don't think I'm going to because they're just that's just going to be a great fight to watch, and I don't want to have money on either side there. Well, my ESPN website says there's a six-fight main card. I don't oh. know if that's correct. So then and Hermanson Shabazian would be on that. Okay, so then, all right. Well, then I'll make it the 6-5 main card. I'll bite the damn bullet. I am going to take, for the first fight, Hermanson Shabazian. I am taking. Yeah, I got to do it just because he's the killer. Uh, we're going to take Mr. Jack Hermanson. He is coming in as the minus 155 favorite. Shabazian has been one of the most electric names coming up right now with the 205 division. I'm not saying that he's not going to give um, give Hermanson a run for his money by any stretch of the word, but uh, I think that this is a Hermanson unanimous decision type victory. It's going to be a scrap from bell to bell. 
I'm going to take Hermanson for my first leg. Okay. My, my second leg, I it's the matchup between uh, Dvorak and Paiva. I'm going to go ahead and roll with Mr. Dvorak, uh, David Dvorak for my second leg. For my third leg, because I absolutely made a promise to myself that I just wouldn't do it from here on out. I am not betting against Brazilians. We are taking Norma Dumont for the third leg, even though I absolutely love Felicia Spencer. I'm not betting against Brazilians anymore. Uh, I decided to make that choice last week and uh, won me some money. So I'm going to keep betting the Brazilians. The uh, fourth fight, I am taking Justin Taffa as the minus 190 favorite. Third fight, I am going to roll with... Ooh, this is a tough one. Ooh, I love Carla Esparza, but uh, I'm a big fan of Yan Zhaonan. She's 13-1. and one. I think she's solid. I know Carla has some great, great veteran mentality in the octagon, but give me Yao Zhaonan for yeah, my fifth leg. she's got the leg. size. Yeah, give me, give me her for my fifth leg. And then for my sixth leg, this might be a little bit of a homer play. I'm really hoping it's not because Rob Font is a bad, bad, bad man. But for my sixth leg, I'm going to take Cody Garbrandt and lock him in. So there's my six legs. I'm taking Jack Hermanson, David Dvorak, Norma Dumont, Justin Taffa, Jan Zhaonan, and Cody Garbrandt. Damn, I didn't miss up a single last name this week. You How nailed about that, that one. I destroyed that. So there's my main card parlay. There's the plays that you, or the uh, fights that you should be watching on the fight night this weekend. I think it's going to be an absolutely killer card. These fight nights, for some reason, have just been blowing me away. They've been better than some of the pay-per-views, yeah, for crying out loud. I mean, this Saturday, I mean, I guess we can get into it in a second, but sad tomorrow, the sports slate tomorrow is going to be juicy. Huge. Oh, other UFC news. Uh, No more Jacare Souza. For those of you who were just getting into UFC and were learning about the alligator himself. Yeah, what happened? He's gone. He's a free agent. Okay. Uh, Fought his last fight. Last week, right? Yeah, last week was his last fight on his contract. And uh, due to some of his brutal last victories, uh, UFC upper management decided not to bring him back. So Hmm. we'll see if he follows suits with uh, some of the Yoel Romero's, the Corey uh, Corey Davis. I'm trying to think some of the other guys who've gone over to Bellator. We'll Bellator, see if he follows yeah. suit with that or maybe does um, something within one or even the PFL. Mm-hmm. A lot of those guys have been kind of making that transition because yeah. you fight for 40 years of your life. It's kind of hard just to hang up the gloves. Sure. but especially if he's still kicking. Yeah, but a lot of guys need to do it. We're starting to get into the territory talking about Jacques Ray might need to hang him up. Cowboy might need to hang him up. Like We're yeah. getting into the territory. Some of these guys who've been around since the early mm-hmm. 2000s, eh, we need to start thinking about what we're doing here, boys. Yeah, Trying to uh, grow the sport, not just keep the old old dogs around all the time. Uh, speaking of growing the sport, the PGA is absolutely flooded with young talent right now. And actually, one of my partner's early outright selections for young talent, uh, sad news for him, mm-hmm. T's and P's to Sam Burns. He had to pull out of the PGA Championship yesterday due to a lower back strain that mm-hmm. he had. Uh, it was of, my long shot, though. Yeah, wasn't my, long, it yeah, wasn't yeah. like, oh, either my way. gosh, I got to yeah, take yeah, this. Yeah. But either, either way, either way kind, of a, kind of a bummer you don't have your long shot on there anymore. Uh, T's and P's to Sam Burns. When I uh, last looked at it, old Philly Mick was uh, leading the PGA Championship. I couldn't believe my eyes. He was up uh, three strokes for the lead. Pretty believe much everyone that was around. Quickly, but, uh, as we were watching, I think he went in the water. He's yeah, sitting at one under now. It is quickly gone away. Brandon Grace yep. from 
South Africa, four under right now. Mm-hmm. You, wow, how about that? Keegan Bradley tees off at 1242. Uh, he is currently sitting three under. Victor Hovland at 1247. And Brooks Kepka at 1258. Those are the three or two, three, and four gentlemen right now, all tied at three under par. I told you, watch out for Brooks. I told he's you back mate. on Tuesday's pod. I say, hey, watch out for Brooks. And you reminded me, hey, he's been struggling a little bit. I said, I know, but this, I know, I know. He's, uh, so we'll see. Hey, yeah, we'll he was see. banged up at the Masters. I, he was actually on uh, part of my take. He went from he, apparently at the Masters, he was injured, so that's and he missed the cut. Now he's yeah. just hurt difference there you know football guy you know you know the difference there's a difference between being hurt and injured so he's just hurt and he's playing through it and the man the man elevates his game for these majors man and uh if he's up there right now i might uh, have to sprinkle a little bit uh some live action on him to get the win because you know if he's up there early on yeah. typically uh typically keeps it rolling for the whole weekend yeah and if he stays through the weekend that's what i was just going to follow that up with if he stays hot through the weekend then yeah you might want to look saturday mm-hmm. evening sunday early morning smash newsome brooks kepka action yeah, seriously. so you heard it here first on the ttl pod little something for you to uh stay tuned and look into um other things big mlb news so at least for those Sox fans and for my partner Some sitting right AL across. Central news. Yeah, yeah. big AL Central <laughs> uh, partner sitting right across the table from me. Absolutely loved to see this yesterday. About hit the ceiling as soon as this was announced. But it has been announced that Twins pitcher Tyler Duffy and manager Rocco Baldelli will be suspended for three games for Duffy and one game for Baldelli for the throw behind slash throw at the head of the Yerminator, Yerman Mercedes. Partner, what do you think? I think we know where the MLB stands on these issues here, yeah, my they're, friend. They're saying, hey. Change the game. Hey, change the game. You want to throw at a player? You go to hell over to Japan. Do that in their league. We ain't doing that shit over in the MLB. Not happening. You're going to sit out some games, okay, pal? Listen here. Yeah. No throwing at the hates. Yeah, it's weird, man. I mean, La Russa is still just, uh, you know, not... Uh, I mean, it doesn't seem to be any rift in the clubhouse, though. Yeah. Maybe maybe win, wins cure all, I suppose. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I was there was a video. Sorry, there was a video the other day. It was Yohan Moncada's birthday, I think, and their travel theme was Yohan Moncada Day because mm-hmm. he dresses yeah, pretty yeah, eccentric, yeah. like yeah, tropical yeah. type stuff. And uh, he was at, he had a video on the plane, and then it, like flashed to Larusso. It was like a, kind of a cheesy smile, but like Larusso looked like. Look like the happiest yeah. guy in the fucking world. Well, I don't know. It was weird. Well, Kirkjian was on uh, ESPN Get Up this morning with Greeny uh, talking about the situation. And apparently, why LaRusse is so mad is Mercedes didn't... He looked right at him for the take sign and shook him off and mm-hmm. swung. That's why he's so mad. Like, Kirkjian confirmed that with LaRusse. So that nah. was like the big thing on there tonight. Well, what the fuck is... Tim Kirkjian. That's Tim Kirkjian. That's not... I'm not shaking not that Green off. No, no, no. I'm not shaking that off like that report. I'm yeah. still just shaking that off like, whatever. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, either way, I'm I don't... Not, yeah, I wasn't shaking off the yeah. report. I was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Either way, I mean, I, I don't think it's... Uh, I don't think it's going to be too much big news for for much longer. Uh, justice has been served, though, if you will, to the Twins. And uh, Tyler Duffy's going to have to sit around for a while. Or Rocco Baldelli's going to have to sit his happy ass in the clubhouse today. So there you have it. Um, Mr. Pujols, another MLB legend, hits his first stinger as a Dodger last night, partner, and his 668th of his illustrious career. Well, Oppo Taco, I believe. Yes, it was. It absolutely was. He uh, he's looking good in that Dodger blue. I, tell I know. You. 
though, I mean, those uniforms, those probably, those might be, aside from, I love my White Sox uniforms, but Dodgers, Dodgers blues, so crispy. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, if you get a nice little legend like that, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. it always looks good on him. Yeah. I don't know if, uh, I don't know if he'll keep these dingers rolling in, but, uh, you want to see him go out with a little bit of dignity. Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's been obliterating baseballs his entire career. I think he continues to obliterate baseballs for the rest of his career. I don't think we have any questions about that. And I think he might get him a ring with the Dodgers here with uh, in the next year or so, depending on what they do. They didn't lose all too many from that uh, World Series lineup. But yeah. uh, talking about brutal, did you see the knee that John Tavares yes, took yesterday yes, I did. in that Canadians matchup? Holy cow. Yeah, that was ugly, Holy man. Holy cow. He had to get carted off on a stretcher that was yep. so bad. Yeah. Woo. I the first time I saw it cuz I I was like tip, I'm not a I'm not too big on uh you know some like gruesome injuries. I get a little queasy because uh I what I saw cuz he kind of like he almost like held his neck yeah, at first. Yeah, like, and so like the first glance I was like because I didn't see, I just saw on Twitter, like, oh, like, T's and P's, like, oh, shit, that was scary. And I was like, oh, shit, what's this about to be? Oh, shit, his head fell off. <laughs> I, I was thinking, like, maybe he got, like, a skate to the neck or something like that. And yeah. I was like, oh, no, no. Yeah. But then it was just, yeah, I mean. Just a straight knee. But... Just a straight knee to the face. But, yeah, it was ugly, man. Yeah, I mean, and he, he, gave the, he gave the thumbs up, so that's always, uh, always good to see. Yeah, but... but still, I mean, you even think about... Uh taking a skate to the face or something. I mean, it's so possible. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just you, the way how physical these Stanley Cup playoffs have been so far, the man, way guys dude. are flying all over the place. It takes, with how sharp those skates are, man, I don't know if you saw it, P.K. Subban, halfway through the season this year, took a skate through the pad yeah. on his right thigh and had to get 20-some stitches right. through his pad. Yeah, man. So you want to talk about on Bears skin? I mean, the game's getting faster. <laughs> game is getting faster yeah it's i don't getting know dangerous it's wild but uh t's and p's to john tavares uh we did have some scraps all on the ice last night the penguins and the islanders were scrapping away the canadians and the leafs were scrapping away the panthers were scrapping away i mean it was a bunch of fights so that led me into what uh what other fights do we got going up i need to get outside of the ufc see what we got happening and i stumbled upon we got Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder signed done deal contract Vegas T-Mobile Arena July 21st 24th 2021. Interesting. How about that action? So is that one to one? Yeah. Um so apparently yeah, it's one to one. Wilder took the first, Fury took the second. Um and everybody was thinking it was going to be Fury Joshua. Uh, Anthony Joshua has been waiting his turn right. for quite some time now, and okay, I guess we're just gonna it's do going the rubber match, rubber match for uh, Mr. Wilder and Fury. Hey, I'm all here for I it. Think it I, probably sells oh, the most tickets, if you I know think, what I mean. I think it does as well, and uh, that's what boxing's all about. A lot of those guys promote themselves, don't have any of the outside promoters mm-hmm. or managers, so they just load their pockets. So yeah. they're going to go whatever is the big money fight. And I think it is. Um, and they got to steal some of that boxing spotlight into yeah. the actual yeah. boxing spotlight. You I know just, what I mean? I just can't wait for Fury to start talking his shit like he usually does. Mm-hmm. You you dirty little dosser, you you dirty little dosser is what he says. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, he is so electric at press conferences. Yeah. I absolutely love yeah, Tyson he's the Fury. Man. Um, so yeah, he's actually looking good too. Shed some pounds, um, looking real well, mm-hmm. fighting shape. So man, I'm I'm ab- absolutely looking forward to this rubber match here uh, for sure. Um, wrapping things up here, rants and reactions. There you have all of our sports rants and reactions, uh, some of the most hot topics going on in the sports world today 
Before we uh, wrap things up with the usual motivation minutes, few TTL updates, TTL sports media, TTL crew, all of the above. If you didn't uh, catch it there just a little while ago, and you ain't been listening along, you ain't been following on the Twitter, you ain't been seeing all the updates, we are going to be live on YouTube on Monday, May 24th, this upcoming Monday. We ain't waiting no longer. We're ready. It's time to rock and roll. No, we ain't. It's time. So we have uh, been putting in a lot of work this week as far as just getting all the format, everything set up, getting our loose ends tied up. I had some bougie-ass internet, so had to uh, get that upgraded. Uh, Found out that, you know, hey, you're trying to stream a live YouTube show, you're probably going to need more than 100 megabits a second. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and if you're laughing right now, piss off. I didn't know. We didn't go to school for that, okay? I didn't go to school to be a fucking internet magician all right (laughs) i'm just out here trying to tell you guys what i'm passionate about and i'm fucking connecting boxes in between anything that you see from the ttl crew the content our twitter anything at all has been something we've had to learn and then implement from there Mm -hmm. this is nothing that we knew we did not go to school for this we did not go to school for sports gambling we did not go to school for it we did not go to school for graphic design we did not do any of this shit so this has all been touch and go here we are here we hey hey how you doing keep it moving we like this we don't like this this is making our heads hurt let's try and do it this way that's all it's been this entire university of ttl sports media that's pretty much what it is and uh (laughs) if you join the crew one day once we do expand into a team, hey, that's what it is. We uh, it is the TTL Crew Sports Media Academy, if you will. Um, so yeah, don't forget uh, sometime this afternoon and definitely all weekend long, we will be blowing up your timelines with um, follow us on YouTube, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hey, here's the YouTube channel. We have just a few things that we got to get wrapped up on it today, um, just as far as formatting and stuff like that. And we want to run some final tests. Um, so don't go to searching yet. Uh, Um, but we will definitely let you know. We'll make it super easy for you. We'll just put the link right out there. You can just smash it so you don't got to go looking all over YouTube and all that nonsense, yada, yada, yada. So make sure you smash the subscribe button, turn those notifications on as soon as we tell you to. So uh, we will still be five days a week. Uh, Me and the partner are still kind of deciding here if we're going to have an 8.30 start time, Central Standard Time, or a 9 a.m. Central Standard Time start time. Um, This is going to kind of depend just as far as kind of us, our setup of the production studios, everything in the morning, kind of getting along. So we're going to debate about that a little bit to make sure we have everything in line there. And then we'll let you guys know for sure um, what the start time will be. Um, Know we've been getting the pod out to you by at least 10 o'clock every day. Um, so that will probably be right around the stop time of the pod. So maybe maybe a nine o'clock start. We'll we'll yeah. definitely let you guys know for sure what 150% we're doing. But sometimes the early bird gets the worm. So we like to get out there as early as we possible can. So nonetheless, I guess what I'm trying to stay here is stay fucking tuned. Stay tuned. Keep stopping by. Keep coming through the TTL pod. Make sure you're following us on all of our social media outlets. If you don't know how to find us, we make it super easy. Go to this episode's description. I already said it about seven times already. Smash the link tree. You're going to see all of our social medias, all of our additional content. The link tree is going to continuously be updated as we roll newer and bigger and better stuff out. So make sure you keep checking that. Um, Outside of that... There's some TTL crew updates. Be sure to stay tuned. We will let you guys all know what's coming. Um, 
before I wrap this up with some motivation minutes. Partner, anything burning on the brain, roasting in your heart, festering in the soul that you've just been dying to get out to our kind, degenerate listeners that have uh, hung around for this last hour, three minutes, and 11 seconds. You know what I actually do? Holy hell, kids, strap in. I uh, Did I come prepared this morning walking into here? Not no. Not a chance. Not, not a, chance. a chance. I know you. Not a chance. But I went went through uh, you know the old trending sports topics okay. on Twitter, and what did I okay. find? Apparently, there was a little 40-yard dash race between a few NFL players, and uh, it was virtual, but had some video video behind it, had some witnesses, Miko Hardman, Henry Henry Ruggs, Devin White, and Justin Jefferson. See, Devin White was the question mark for me in that one. I know he's fast as hell, but like, why was a middle linebacker in that group? So Hardman, 4-2-2, blazing speed. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ruggs, 4-2-6. Devin White, third, 4-3-7. Wow. And Justin Jefferson, 4-5. Devin White, you ask why? Devin White's the man's running. Too f- he's 240 pounds, and he's running a 4-3-7, 240 dude. pounds, he's running faster than Justin Jefferson. It's fucking wild, man. I mean, Ooh. Justin Jefferson's no fucking skinny bean himself. He's 202, but... But still. Still. Holy four three cow. seven. I mean, I that's no slouch on Justin Jefferson. That's just you're two forty pounds and you're running a four three wow. seven. Holy wow. shit! Because I I had saw Bleacher Report put something out about that as far as like it was coming up or whatever, and I right. didn't I didn't look at the exact date, but I'm glad I'm glad you said that because I was kind of in the back of my mind. I was like, oh, I wonder who actually ended up winning that. Or yeah, when was. I was reading that, I was like, why is Devin White? And it's like, oh, he want running four three seven at four two hundred and forty pounds. That actually that actually doesn't surprise me with me Cole being the best at four two two. Yeah. Just Man's because a, of some of some of the guys that he has on his team to push him to that level, I mean, number one, the cheetah Tyreek Tyree Hill. Kill, so I mean, I mean, that's number one. So that hey, that's pretty crazy, man. That is crazy. I, I mean, it just hammers home the fact that Patrick Mahomes got quite a bit of help there with some speed on his offense. Man, huge amount of help. Jesus. Huge amount of help. All right, well there you got yeah. it. A little four, virtual forty yard dash. Mag's dropping some did you know on your heads this morning. Make sure you go check it out. Uh, I'm actually going to promptly do that as soon as we get off the pot. I want to see those boys burn some rubber there on the grass. Um, Let's get this thing wrapped up, my man. Let's do it. We kept him around here long enough. It's time for some Colts Motivation Minutes. Now, yesterday, talked about even a dead fish can go with the flow. Today, something uh, kind of similar in the mindset but maybe not as similar in the message. Today is another quote from myself. This is mine personally. And I wanted to share with you the quote and then also kind of some of my perspective behind it and some of the things you can apply. So my quote of the day is, the grass is greenest where you choose to water it. And I know probably many of you throughout your entire lives have heard either the grass is greener on the other side, um, if you're going into a new opportunity or pursuing something bigger and better than what you're currently in, or maybe you've heard the grass isn't always greener on the other Mm -hmm. side. Maybe you're thinking about making a move and everybody else around you is telling you it's a dumb move and hey, the grass isn't always greener. So you've heard about those. So the real kicker in those two phrases is, the other side. Why are we worried about the other side and what the fuck the grass looks like over there? That's point blank period. I think we should be worried about the grass that's underneath our toes right now. 
Why am I concerned about the grass that's going to be growing underneath me in the future? In order to find those next levels of your life, in order to find the real version of who you are truly meant to be as a human being in this earth and in this world and what you are supposed to give, you have to start focusing on what you have and what you can improve and what areas of your life you can make better than what they currently are. If you're lacking in some area and the grass maybe isn't super green in that area, it's maybe a little brown, it's getting towards the end of summer and we're stopping to cut the grass and I don't know, maybe it's time to water it. Maybe it's time to plant a few extra seeds there, do a little bit of watering. Maybe it might not be the easiest thing to do. Maybe it takes a lot of extra work to sow the proper seeds into that grass. Mm -hmm. But if you sow generously, you work at it, and try to actively water that grass, it will always, always, always grow in your favor. Always. Now, if you want a a little bit less of a metaphor, (laughs) the grass is greenest where you water it, whatever you put your energy, whatever you put yourself, your thoughts into, is where you're going to be successful. Whatever you might be currently struggling with, If you're in a situation where, oh man, if I could just get through this, maybe the other side would be better. Well, maybe if you just started watering here and worried about planting your seeds here, then everything in the future would take care of itself. If you want to have that future, that success that we all chase after, and you know my version of success, being centered, happy, and fulfilled. If we chase after that and we continue to water and grow the seeds and the grass that are currently in front of us, then the blessings in the future will only continue to roll in faster and faster and faster. And the more generously you choose to sow your seeds now and water the current grass that you're on, the bigger and better and more generously that you are going to harvest in the future. It's the way of life. I can't explain it. I can't tell you why it works like this, but it's the mentality you have to have. Stop worrying about the grass on the other side. Stop worrying about the grass behind you. Whatever you want to grow and whatever area that you want to see the most green, make sure you water that area. So leaving you today, the grass is greenest where you choose to water it. That's my motivation minutes for today. I hope you enjoyed those. I like it. That uh, that one was also burning on my heart for a while there. Um, that is also one of my one of my kind of go to quotes. I always say to myself, uh, even a dead fish can go with the flow. The grass is greener as to where you water it. You know, it just kind of plays off of each other. You can go with the flow. You can just fall in line with everybody, and you can just oh, I'll chase the grass on the other side. I'll just do what everybody else is doing, or you can veer away from the path. Start watering your seeds. Start watering the grass where you want to water it. Make your choice. Mm-hmm. It's all you got to do. So there's my motivation minutes. I hope that gave you guys some uh, perspective and a little bit of thought to get you through this Friday into your weekend. Wrapping up episode number 42 of the TTL pod on this beautiful May 21st, 2021. 
Thank you all so much for taking a few moments out of your day to come and kick it with us, myself and Mags, get our best bets, some of our analysis, and uh, listen to us banter back and forth about some of the latest and greatest going on in the sports and sports gambling world. As a reminder, we will catch you on Monday live on the Talking the Line YouTube channel. The Talking the Line podcast will now be a live show. You will be able to see the live show uh, in the morning, either 8.30, 9 o'clock start. Once again, we will be sure to let you know that. And then it will be our usual hour, hour and 15 minute show, then promptly added to your favorite podcast listening directory after that. Um, once it is completed, if you do like listening to the audio version better, but then you will also be able to go back to to YouTube throughout the day and watch the entire live show as a recorded video. So big, big things coming for you there. Right behind the live YouTube show, we have another live show in the works. We have some game streaming, some live betting streaming also in the works as well, and too many other things that I could probably spend another hour telling you guys about that we have coming down the pipeline. So once again, make sure you follow us on all of our shows medias. Stay locked into the TTL pod so you can get all the latest and greatest updates and we'll be sure to roll those out as soon as they are available. So just stay tuned. Big things coming. Now, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates, gamblers far and wide from myself and Mags, we hope you have a spectacular rest of your Friday and your weekend. Unless you have other plans, we'll catch you on Monday. Let's cash some tickets.